Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, well, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances, and your host for the next 30 minutes. Now, today we're going to continue the discussion that we started last week when we talk about the top 10 money myths. Now, I want to clarify, this isn't a Google-generated top 10. This is a Crystal Clear Finances. This is what I see from all of you when you're walking into my office. And I thought, maybe we should start addressing these mindsets because we're believing these myths when it comes to money, we're believing they're true. And when we're believing that they're true, we're tripping over them and they're causing our finances to end up in a place where I believe they shouldn't be. So we want to expose these myths and talk about, well, what are other ways we can begin to see money differently? Now, I do have 10 of them. Last week, we covered three of them. So I'm going to try to do a little bit more today so we can get through the remaining seven, but we'll see how we go. Because the most important fact is not that we get through a list of what the myths are, but really dive down and dissect them, talk about them, challenge the way we're thinking. Anybody can tell you how to open up an IRA. Google can. AI can, but I believe that where we can become more effective is to deal with the thought patterns and the belief systems that we have inside, because if we can change those belief patterns, if we can line them up, then there should be proper results that follow from there. Because I don't know about you, but have you ever wondered, why do I keep getting the same results? Maybe, just maybe, it's because of the mindsets and the beliefs that you have have you acting a certain way, which of course are going to bring those same results. But if we can back the bus up and say, wait a minute, how about I start thinking about money in a different way? So last week, we talked about the myth that, oh, there's only a finite supply, and if I make a mistake, it could ruin me forever, and maybe it will delay some things because you did make some mistakes. I'm not saying mistakes don't waylay or delay things. What I'm saying is, I believe when it comes to the purposes that God has for our lives, who we're to become, what we're supposed to do, who we're supposed to impact, well, then the resources needed for us to be able to step out in that are provided for us. We have them. I truly believe that if we take the skill sets that God has given us in raw form and then begin to develop them, there is resources tied to the development of our skill sets. But too many times we don't recognize what our skill sets are or we don't excel in the area where we're working, right? Sharpening that skill set. And so the resources lay dormant. And so we want to challenge that thinking of, oh, there's only a small supply. And if someone else gets ahead, that means I won't. Nope, I don't believe that. I believe we can each have abundance and the resources needed as we walk in accordance with our purpose and our skill set. Now, the second thing or second and third thing that we talked about last week when it came to money myths is we talked about many times people believe that money is evil and wealthy people are bad. Now, I am going to tell you, there are quite a few bad wealthy people out there. I shouldn't say it that way. There are quite a few wealthy people 
who are acting bad, right? They do things that I totally 100% disagree with and are contrary to the word of God. So you're right in that respect. But before you throw out the baby and the bathwater, realize that there are individuals that are wealthy that are trying to take a stand for the Lord. They're trying to use their resources to expand the kingdom. And actually many of them would want to have the opportunity to speak into your life. But when you look at wealthy people and you have a wall up there and say, oh, I could never be them. I don't understand them. They think whatever. Then you are isolating yourself from the very advice and guidance and mentorship that could help bring you to the next level. Now, that doesn't mean you need to call every financial planner that's out there. Start with podcasts. Start with reading books. Begin to gather information and grow in the area of finances and then respectfully pay for their time. Sit down with someone who has a level of financial savvy that you can talk to and receive input into your life, not just any Joe Schmo. And that always gets me. Well, I asked my friend what to do and it didn't work out. Is your friend wealthier than you? Is your friend have a track record? Okay, so we got to have some criteria. But to get back to the point, when we think that money is evil, then we don't want to touch it. And you might say, well, Crystal, I don't. All right, but let me just humor me for a moment. If internally I think money's bad, then I'm going to put up roadblocks so that nothing bad comes to me. I don't want to be evil. If I think that wealthy people are bad and they're evil, then I'm going to put up roadblocks that allow, keep me away from them. And yet they may have some answers that I need to move forward. All right, enough said on those two, but hopefully we've driven the point home. And of course, you can listen to last week's program on our YouTube channel or on our website at crystalclearfinances.com. So today, though, I want to jump into the remaining ones. So I want to start with understanding uh, the silver bullet mentality. This is a myth when it comes to money. And, and as a certified financial planner, this one frustrates me, I have to, to tell you. Because what happens is people come in and they want to have their cake and eat it too. And let me tell you what that means. Crystal, I want the highest returns that are out there. I want it continually and I never want to lose money. Uh, that's you and the rest of humanity, right? We all want that. But is that realistic? No. So then why are you asking such an unrealistic question? Because many times... People feel they're behind the eight ball. They're saying, oh my gosh, I finally just got my kids out of the house. So I'm not being eaten out of house and home. I finally paid for their college. I, I finally have just 10 years left where I'm going to retire and I don't have the resources needed. And because of that panic, and think of that, that is panic. They say, well, then I have got to make the most and I've got to try the highest aggressive way so that I can make it when I get to retirement. And so they have this belief that there's a silver bullet out there, the right stock, the right investment, that if they can just find that one, it will take care of everything. Talk about the dependence not being on God, but the dependence being on the resources to be your provision. That would be a great example, but that's not the myth here. The myth here is that we believe that there is a one product answer and we think that's the silver bullet. But to me, when I look at that, 
That's kind of like Russian roulette. We don't know what's in the chamber and if it's going to hurt you in such a way that it wipes everything out. When it comes to thinking that there is a one-answer solution, I would caution you. I would challenge, you know, when we went through the recent downturn in the market, what I asked my client was, do you still feel, and of course we want to have proper stewardship, so please understand, I am not saying, oh, because you believe in God, you shouldn't have proper stewardship, he'll take care of you forever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you must have good stewardship, but I am saying that our trust needs to come in God, not in the stock market. So when we saw the stock market go down, we were able to talk with our clients and say, here's all the stewarding we're doing. Here's all the positioning that we're doing. But we have no control over the stock market. We have invested in according to your risk tolerance. But we don't want to sell now and then put it in something you heard on the Internet from Joe Schmo in another country that's going to give you 150% return. Because that type of attitude that's what gets us hurt. You know, one of the things I, I don't like in the church is every once in a while I'll see these scams come through the church. And this is the sad part of it. You know, if you do this because we're doing it for the glory of God and you invest, it's going to make this much money. And here's what I see on the financial planner side. I watch it come into the church and I actually had this situation happen and I called uh, the attorney general. I reported the person who was doing it. The person ended up going to jail. They proved it was a scam. They weren't able to get people's money back. But what happens is, is that all of a sudden I start getting phone calls. Hey, Crystal, there was a seminar at my church and this guy's able to give us whatever percent return and he's going to use it for the kingdom of God. And you know what? In about 30 days, I'm going to have so much money and I'm going to be able to bless so many people. Well, what happens is it runs its way through the church. This is what I have seen. And then at the end, when people are hurt, what happens? They pull back. They never want to talk about money again. And they give up on wealth, which to me is exactly what the enemy would want, right? He does not want the body of Christ to be able to have resources so we can create societal change. He'd rather we be dumb, poor, and broke. And what we need to realize is that is not our calling. Not that it, money is everything. Please understand that is not what I'm saying. But I am saying that we've got to move past this immaturity, I'll call it for what it is, to think that if you latch onto one little thing, that's your answer. There, if you look in Ecclesiastes, okay, I can feel myself preaching, so I'll back down in just one second. If you look in Ecclesiastes, it talks about investing in multiple places because we don't know upon which wave the return will come. Which means God must not believe in the silver bullet mentality. And this myth that you're behind, that if only you could find the right one, everyone else is finding the right one, it's just you, I believe that's a lie. And if we can begin to say, okay, then Crystal, if that's the lie that I'm believing, how do I temper it? How do I change that? Well, that's where we begin to believe in stewardship and we begin to say, okay, what do we need to do to diversify? And that's when we say, okay, I'm going to have some overseas and I'm going to have some in the U.S. I'm going to have some growth oriented and I'm going to have some values oriented. 
I'm going to have the small companies that can be nimble and move quick, but also have a lot of volatility. And I'm going to have the large, stodgy companies that play dividends. And you begin to put together a portfolio. But can you see the difference? I would ask you, which mindset do you have? Are you looking for that one swing for the fences? Or are you saying, wait a minute, like it says in Ecclesiastes, I am going to diversify and I am going to steward it because ultimately your provision does not rest in the stock market. Ultimately, that's not what's going to feed you in retirement. It's God. Now, does he have to use some ravens to do it and maybe some disgustingly boring manna? Maybe in your case, but we don't know. Our job is to make sure we steward what he's given us. And here's the deal that God makes. If you're faithful with that little bit that you're stewarding, what did he promise? He said, if you're faithful with a little, he'll make you ruler over much. And that's what we want to do. Not because, gee, I have to be wealthy and have much. But if we want to have internal com con contentment, financial abundance, and create societal change, we need to have some resources to do it. So why don't we take a quick 60 second break and then when we come back, I wanna talk about the next one. The myth of, hey, you know, fake it till you make it. When it comes to money, is financial independence the right goal? This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. Financial independence allows us to stand on our own, but often takes God out of the picture. Financial freedom reminds us that God is our ultimate provider. We steward the resources He's given us. With this outlook, finances no longer control our moods or our self-dependence. We live, give, and steward in alignment with God's plan for our lives. Call Crystal Clear Finances today at 518-433-7181 and become financially free. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances today. Just like last week, we are dealing with money myths, those things in our mind that confuse us that say, hey, believe this way about money. And it's not true in my opinion. And what happens because we believe these things, we act upon those beliefs and we don't get the results that I believe you deserve. We don't get the results that we're trying for because we're believing the wrong things. So we have talked about the fact that there is a belief that there is only a limited supply. I think we've hammered that one to death. We've talked about the belief that money's evil and wealthy people are bad. And right before the break, we talked about the fact that, hey, silver bullet mentality, if I can just find that one silver bullet, everything will be okay. I kind of look at that as Russian roulette, a very dangerous game to play. Now, let's jump back into the rest of our discussion. I really want to get through a lot of these before our program ends. And I want to talk about the next one, which is fake it till you make it. How many of you have heard that, right? Oh, you got to dress the par, you got to drive the car, you got to do whatever it ever. And if you look like it, then someday it will happen. Okay, I have a lot of problem with that, but when we look at this, here's what from my perspective. I remember when I first started out 24 years ago in the financial planning business, when a client came to the office. Now, in that day, my office was laid out a little bit differently and I could actually see who was driving in. 
So when you saw those really nice cars come in and they step out kind of like in the movie, put the shoe down and it's a designer shoe and they got the suit. They don't wear suits anymore, but it got, they got the suits and they would walk and they had the Prada purse and they had everything and they looked the part. I was like, oh, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you're sending me wealthy people that I can help them invest their money. Oh, God, you're so good to me. And then they come in, they greet my staff, and then we'd shut the door and I'd sit down and I'd say, so, tell me a little bit about yourself. What brought you here today? <laughs> oh, Crystal, we are in debt up to our eyeballs. We can't even breathe. And I remember, because they train you, show no outward expression on your face. Mm -hmm. But inside I'm like, what? How can this be? You are dripping money and yet over here you're telling me when nobody's around when you're able to finally take the mask off that this fake it till you make it thing is drowning you and the amount of stress that it's putting on you is driving you crazy see a lot of times people don't realize that i can't tell you how many people have said to me well crystal compared to everyone else how do i rate and I began to realize, wait a minute, that's not the right question. What we need to say is, Crystal, knowing on what I need to live on and what I've stewarded over my life, how long do you think this will last? What do you, what do you think about retirement? What are some adjustments I need to make? Or am I okay? That would be the proper question, just cueing you. Because we want to look at what we have and we want to be good stewards of it. And faking it till we make it, for many people, they never make it because of the debt that it's put them in. Here's what I have found to be true. I now can see when someone comes in, if I get up and go through the corner of the office, and every once in a while I'll look after someone's left. It's usually the person that comes in and they're in jeans. And then I smile. They're in jeans, they got their sneakers, they got like the Hanes t-shirt, like they really went out, it was clean today. They've got, you know, a nice watch that I can see tucking out if they've got a long sleeve. These are the people that come in and I say, hey, so tell me about yourself. What are you, what are you here for? What prompted you to pick up the phone? And they said, I, I want to give more. I, I need to know that I'm stewarding what I have and how do I grow what I have now? So in the beginning, I remember the first time this happened, I thought, okay, well, let's see what's there. And I, I anticipated maybe $20,000 would be the statement that they would you know, put across the table to me. Not 250,000, not 750,000, not 2 million. I'm starting to look at this and realize that the people who are wealthy don't walk around dripping money. The people who are wealthy have come to a place where they know who they are. They know the skill sets that God has given them. They recognize that the abundance associated with a skill set is from God. Yes, it's from hard work. They did their part, but because of the blessing of God, releasing that abundance to them. And so they look at resources more as just a tool. And I think about, I've got a garden this year. So cool. Got a garden. But when I look at it, I've got my little spade, right? And I've got my little shovel so I can go in there and weed. Let me tell you how much fun that is. So, right. I can go in and I, those, those tools that I have, the spade and the shovel, 
are literally tools to help me harvest. It would look ridiculous if I made a necklace and hung my spade and my little shovel from my necklace and was walking around. I don't need to do that because I know they're just tools. I'll leave them at home. But you know what I will do? I'll also bring the lettuce and the beets, even the Brussels sprouts because they are actually good. I'll bring those and I'll share it with others. I'm sharing the results of the tools, right? So when we fake it till we make it, I would caution you. I would be really careful and begin to realize the money that God has for us is not to hang the shovel from our neck and all these tools that we have, not to have all the fanciness, not that we don't dress properly, but we want to do it in a way that we understand the money is just the tool, not the end result. The end result is bringing the harvest to the people. Does that make sense? All right. So hopefully, how would you apply to undo this thought process within you as far as, you know, fake it till you make it? Purchase where you're at. Make sure that you look clean, presentable, but don't fake what you really aren't. Become a wealthy person in your mindset. Become a generous person. And can I just say with this one story here, I just thought of it. There was a church that I went to years ago when just newly married. And I remember there was a gentleman there. And every time he got a raise, he would come to the church and he would give the money. And he was constantly giving the money to the church. And everyone's like, wow, he's a pretty wealthy individual. But what we didn't know until years later when he lost his house and separated from his wife was that he was giving the appearance of being a generous and steward man and wasn't taking care of the finances at home. So money and that fake it till you make it can be in how we dress, what we buy, keeping up with the Joneses, or it can be in wanting to do things so that we have the approval, the affection of others. We are now given the high place where we can sit. I would say start with where we're at. And if we can give, then give what we can give. Think of that man in that situation. I know his boys. If only dad had not given so much to the church and it just paid the bills, then they wouldn't have had the phone shut off. They wouldn't have had the electric shut off and all the different things that happened. So again, I go back that fake it till you make it. Be very careful on that one. Live within your means. Well, I'm looking at the clock and I'm realizing I better get going in regards to the remaining ones. I want to, and I'll go quickly through these because I think it's important that we understand. One of the myths that I've seen people say, uh, talk about is, listen, just don't pay attention to money. Now, have you ever heard about the law of attraction where it talks about the things that you think about that it happens? I'm not talking new agey. I'm not talking I'm talking about the fact that what we do focus on is proven. We begin focusing in one area and we attract that. Here's a better example. I knew that I wanted a puppy dog. And I asked George, please, can I have a dog? The kids are all grown. We can have a baby or a dog. The dog won. So then I said, what kind of dog do I want? So I began looking at other dogs. So finally, I decided, okay, I'm going to get a King Charles Spaniel mixed with a Cavalier. And so... I began looking online, find this dog. Long story short, I got. Little Covey came into my home. Well, wouldn't you know, every place I go, 
everybody has a Cavapoo. They have the same dog I have. And I'm like, what the deal here? Why? I didn't see these dogs before. But now, all of a sudden, my brain is heightened to it. And I'm aware of it. I'm attracted to that. And now I'm seeing it everywhere. Now, you might say, well, what does that have to do with money? When I can see and believe that there are opportunities that are going to come to me, then what does my brain do? Just like it did with my little dog, it began to point out every other little cavapoo that was there, showing me I wasn't special with the only cavapoo. My brain does the same thing. It shows me, oh, there's an opportunity. Oh, there's an opportunity. Oh, there's one. Oh, look over there. There's another opportunity. When we begin to attract those, we become aware of it and we can step into it. So if we believe the lie that says, don't ever think about money, mm -mm -mm -mm, then we are cutting off the ability to see areas where we can create wealth, we can cultivate it, we can give wealth away. These goals that we have, at some point in our life, we have to begin thinking about what good can come if we have wealth. Now you might say, Crystal, you harp on this a lot. Mm, yeah, you're right. Because I want to see you wealthy. Why? So that we can just manage your money? Well, that would be cool. But no, because I believe there's so much good that can be done with wealth. There's so much good that's left out there. There's so much societal change that we can make if we'll just be okay with having money. So how many? You can raise your hand. Don't worry, I won't hold you to it. Maybe God will. But how many of you will say, hey, I'm okay. I'm okay with creating money. I'm open to that experience. I want to try wealth. I'm not going to fear wealth. I'm not going to push wealth away. I'm not going to pretend I'm wealthy before I really am. I'm going to start building my mindset. I'm going to read books. I'm going to listen to podcasts. I'm going to build my skill set. And I'm going to watch for opportunities around me. To me, that is that answer to where it says, oh, don't pay attention to money. Because we know ignorance is not bliss. And if you're not going to pay attention to the money, the money's going to go someplace else. And why shouldn't it be going to you? Next one. Oh, Crystal, I'm too dumb, too hard, and I can't understand money. All right, let's just deal with this. All right, anything worth doing well, you have to be willing to do it poorly at first. I think about the fact I'm just learning pickleball. Please do not come watch me play. Oh, please do not. It would not be pretty. You will not be impressed. I'm really awesome with money. Not so awesome with pickleball for now. Now in a year, I'd like you to come see me play pickleball. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to fumble, fail, and fall my way forward with this pickleball. Because I believe it's going to be a great outlet that I can have fun with. And so since I'm trying to add a little fun to my life, thank you, Carol Knaus, since I'm trying to add that fun, I've got to fail first in that area. I've never met anything or done anything that all of a sudden I pick it up and I'm like, huh, I'm actually awesome at this first try. That doesn't happen. Well, maybe eating. I'm really good at that. But there are skill sets, many of us, were not awesome at in the beginning. And so we give up because of our pride. If you think you're too dumb, not smart enough, you can't understand money, I would challenge you. You know what? Start reading books. Start listening to podcasts. Begin to do what you need to do. Get a money coach. Call Crystal Clear Finance. Whatever it is you have to do, 
But I don't believe that you're too dumb. I don't believe that you won't be able to understand it. One of the things I love when people say is, Crystal, <laughs> I finally understand it. You made it clear. I'm like, yeah, we want you to have the confidence for every financial decision. We want you to understand how money works so that you can use it as a tool. Well, as we come to the end of this program, I'm looking at the clock realizing I got to wind this up. We didn't talk about the fact that there's a myth that only men do money. Um, seriously, we didn't talk about life is either or either you have money or you get to have relationships. Actually, you can have both. So these are things that we need to begin looking at and realizing the, all these myths that we've talked about last week and this week pay, uh, play a role in how we handle finances. If you'd like some more information or a free initial consultation, then give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. 